Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Yo, are you ready? I'm ready. Five, four, three, two, one. All right, Alice. Yeah. Camilla Shattuck, Esquire. Have you ever been hospitalized for anything other than having kids? Hospitalized? Yeah. I don't think I was hospitalized for having kids. No, but you were hospitalized for anything? Uh, Not like an overnight or anything? No. no. Never? You never stayed in the hospital? Overnight? No, You didn't never. have a teenage girl attempted suicide uh, or something? I did, but I didn't stay overnight. <laughs> How very Lexington is that? <laughs> I was all you, set would after. You like like... To, would you like us to keep you overnight, uh, uh, Miss like, no, Alice? I'm good. Uh, yeah, no, I'm good. I made my point. I've already, I've already posted on Facebook. I'm good. We didn't have Facebook back then. We had MySpace. Yes, my, it's already on MySpace, so I got what I was looking for. What was the trauma that you were undergoing that you had to do this? <laughs> I mean, well, I mean, what was the okay? What, I mean, are well, we going to go there? Well, no, I mean, no, well, no, I, no, if okay. it's real trauma, I don't want it. If it's okay, if it's no. like Johnny looked at uh, looked looked at Phoebe instead of you in gym class. No, that's it was what, real trauma. Okay, really? Do I know about it? Yeah. Does it involve me? No. Oh my goodness! You can't, now we got to make up a fake trauma to tell people <laughs> that it's the real trauma. Well, you brought it up. Right. Alice, but I wasn't really fishing for the real trauma. Well, you asked. You said you didn't have a teenage Holy girl suicide attempt, and I did. So there you go. So if you want to know, what you get the What was the, the method answer. of suicide? This is why, I, by the way. It took like eight the, more Tylenol on. than you were supposed to. Right. <laughs> and I thought that I would die, and so, I didn't. So the, the method was not suicide. <laughs> What will make me feel so much better and relieve aches and pains in a way I never have because I'm done with this world? That's his. I, I realize now that this is. Let me tell you something else. This is the most surprising open to any podcast we've had. So, um, did you assume that this would be effective? Yes. Really? And how old were you? I don't know, like 14. Okay. Did you not? You didn't have the internet back then? I think we had it, but it, I, I used it more innocently than that, probably. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, um, would you say that that attempt was more of a cry for help? <laughs> probably. Okay. Because because there are, yeah, I mean, uh-huh. I'm not suggesting. But, um, well, so that's interesting. So that's interesting. <laughs> um, so just that one attempt? I mean, I did some perfunctory, like, wrist scratching, too, but... As a teenager. Yeah. And that was, and I don't know if it was in Lexington. I assume it was. That was, all that was a rite of passage for the Muffy Lakewood set in Winchester. Mm. Everybody had cut themselves and like tried to commit suicide. No, girls. It was always girls. Mm Mm-hmm. Guys never did. Yeah, it's interesting. Actually, guys actually commit suicide at higher rates than women do. Right. Boys do. Um, but girls attempt more. But 
boys tend to choose things like guns and trains and like very extremely effective methods of suicide unlike girls that they don't, actually but... in Melrose a second person has died in the train tracks recently yeah oh I didn't follow that that is remarkable to me it's remarkable to me I say so yours I don't really consider I consider or certainly I understand the trauma thing but I don't consider that like I am leaving it is so painful to be among the living that I am checking out because mm-hmm. I know that there are people who do that. You hear about that, and I can't imagine that. I can't imagine like you throwing yourself in front of a train or a bus or off a bridge mm-hmm. because it would be a relief. Yeah. Compared to reality. I can't imagine that. I mean, I can, but I like... I can't imagine feeling that terrible. Uh-huh. You can? Yeah. That it's just better to turn off. Yeah. Than to live in this reality. Mm-hmm. Like. Yeah. But. That's a real thing that people go through. Well, but I understand. But, but like, how can you go through it? Like, for instance, your life now. Do you mm-hmm. want to kill yourself now? No. Right. Because. But it's ha- not based on, like. Well, like. Factors say, so in, it's reality. Not based on it's in reality. It's like, yeah. What's it based on? Um. Just think, by the way, this could have been Montante. <laughs> Could have been Could a have been totally a different show. Deep dive with Montani instead of it's uh, an unexpected. You st- you started the tangent into suicide. I didn't suicide. realize that I hit the secret code <laughs> and the bookcase opened up. Your suicide you attempt. You asked. So uh, did you? First of all, did did Aid Aspirin knock did Tylenol knock you out? No, it didn't do anything. Did but you, they made me take Ipecac at the emergency room, which makes you throw, throw up. up. Yeah, yeah. But they didn't really do anything else because I didn't really overdose on anything. No, just, <laughs> no. You took pain relievers. They probably more, prescribed Tylenol for you. It was like more of an exercise and yeah. like pretending to take me seriously. Yeah, it's a lot. But of then it that, was funny because it's like weird that. There's no, like, nothing came of that. Well, it must have been a pain in the ass for your parents. To, like, yeah, it was Ugh. a pain in the ass. But, like, I never then went to therapy or yeah. nobody checked anything after that. Like, I like just getting me a prettier <laughs> picture by the second. Excellent. No, but it's just interesting yeah. to me that, like, nobody followed up. Like, there was no, like, it was just, they were like, just send me up. Well, you missed this time, kid. Better luck next time. I mean, like, talk about falling through the cracks, right? Like, I don't know. It is there something bothering her? <laughs> I don't know. Mm. Eh. I mean, we take Tylenol too, right? <laughs> Were you going to tell the reason for the suicide? No. Right. Okay. Good. Jesus. I don't think you should. Yeah. Right. But 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 also, you know. Uh, I can say that it is, I know what it is. And do you mm-hmm. mind if I say it? Go for it. I mean, I don't care. Alice was set asunder by the 2003 invasion of Iraq. <laughs> so true. Which is where I wanted to start <laughs> before things got very interesting very quickly. <laughs> I'm willing to make things interesting with you anytime. Okay. Have you ever posed nude for photos? Wow, a lot of time has elapsed. <laughs> a lot of time has elapsed. Jesus, should we have a lawyer on staff, Alice? <laughs> you know, you're not under oath, Alice. A lot of people, all no. the men are very interested in this. The, the ladies are fine not watching this abuse. So, I mean, <laughs> okay, I mean, go ahead. Well, I, I've. What? Because what? we're married and oh, yes. we're intimate, I have sent you pictures like okay. that. And by the way, I'll be sharing those. Guys no, one of OnlyFans. Stuff. No, no, no OnlyFans. Um, okay, but pre me, before me. I don't really think so. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. Twenty years ago, fifteen, twenty years ago. I asked my then girlfriend that same question, and she, I said, "Have you ever been videotaped yourself, like uh, naked or having sex?" I've never and videotaped she, myself said, naked or having sex. Uh, I could answer that uh, easily. Uh, so your lawyer will be telling you to <laughs> shut the hell up right now. But uh, but uh, but I asked her that, and she said, "Well, I mean, kind of like like a long time ago." But my but the guy lost the tape. I thought, "Wow, that means not kind of definitely." And the guy did, did not, not only, lose the yeah, tape. The tape is widely available. That means. 
But how old were you when you did this? When you did your when you were doing nude pictures? And by the way, I'm sorry. I told I, you in our married life. So like, oh, I don't not, care about our married life. No. I care about pre before me. No. What is out there? Nothing is out there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is there anything like other t- t- tawdry you'd like to say about yourself? <laughs> what is this, Alice Confessional? I guess so. I didn't know. You started it. I d- just simply. How did I even start it? You asked if I ever had a teenage girl suicide attempt. Why did I ask that? I don't know why. There must have been a reason. <laughs> I don't know. There must have been a reason. You asked if I'd ever stayed in the hospital. Yeah. There must have been a reason for that. It didn't seem like it. You know what? It's some kind of long way around. To what? To, I don't even know. I don't even... It's a weird thing to bring up. But but once I asked that weird... You know? Once I threw my lore in an, puddle, a puddle and a grouper grabbed it, I was like, <laughs> oh my God, I got to go with it. Guys, if you have any questions, please go on there. Not about Alice's uh, trauma, but about anything else. Um, why would I ask if you ever stayed in the hospital? I don't know. I guess I'm interested. If, for nothing else? Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> no further questions. <laughs> no further questions. Wow, you're wearing the innocent sweater, too, today. And I like it's been the most... Is, that, is it the sweater that does it? <laughs> I'll say everything truthful today because it's my Catholic... <laughs> School sweater. <laughs> you asked if it's the Maria going back yes. to the nunnery sweater. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just a sweater. <laughs> Is this the different corner of the store from the aphrodisiac corner of the store? <laughs> All right. Can we get back on track? Yes. So the reason why I asked Mike Montante to come on, and he's not coming on, is because I wanted to know. Today, I tweeted something. Um, that was about the, somebody had tweeted something about how John Stewart was great for the veterans. Uh-huh. And I replied that he undermined the war effort from the very beginning and was a POS and, you know, I don't mm-hmm. want to hear it. And everybody said that, you know, we essentially became a pile on about how he should never have been in uh, that long in Afghanistan or Iraq, etc. And I find this very interesting. I actually don't know where you are on this. I mean, I'm of I'm of two minds. I I have mixed feelings on it, and like I know that's like a cop out, but I honestly feel that I like at the time it was a weird time because nine eleven happened my first week of high school, so this was like a huge formative thing. Sure, nine eleven. Like this was there was I was in I took debate in high school and we had um we had like quizzes each week on like what was in the news so it was like big news stories so basically anything that was like on the front page of the boston Mm -hmm. globe or the new york times was like fair game to be covered and it was questions that you would have a hard time answering if you didn't read the articles like sure um but it was like hard to even do the news quizzes because our first week of high school was a hundred percent nine eleven stories because that was I mean that happened that week. So it, it right. was like school started that Thursday before nine eleven and then Tuesday nine eleven happened. So we had Thursday, Friday, Monday. Is this, and Tuesday. Is this millennial it was re- especially hard on us? Is that what I'm hearing right no, now? No, no, I'm not saying that. If but you're I'm a stupid saying- high schooler, I think it probably hurt less. because you, you know you don't know anything about humanity or anything. You're stupid mouth breathing. You and who was that girl, the really hot girl who was in the guest jeans? Monique? No, not your friend, Alice. Because oh. Monique wore a pair of guest jeans. No, she was in the <laughs> guest jeans photo shoots. Um. Oh, with Marky Mark. That the, the hot, no, no, the that's hot girl, Calvin Klein. I don't know what who you're you know. About. We watched a movie of her that you loved from the. Uh, oh, 90s. um, the ten things I hate about you, girl, yes. Julia Stiles. Exactly. So that you were essentially Julia Stiles at that age. I mean, I was a millennial, but yeah. So, but it was a weird time because so my whole high school experience was framed by this news cycle of Bush and nine eleven and the war on terror mm-hmm. and Afghanistan and Iraq. Like because I mean, I started high school in two thousand one and I graduated from high school in two thousand five. Right, mm-hmm. and it's like so that was like. My whole high school experience was this stuff, right? Like that that was all that was happening in the news at that time. So and- I, I don't want to diminish you and I um I feel fondly about you, you know that, right? Uh-huh. I have generally 
I'm not getting to the point things. fast enough. Is that your point? Well, I'm just going to say this. It mm-hmm. was quite a big thing everywhere. I just want you to know that. I know. I'm sure it was at Lexington High School, too, with Murphy Lakewood <laughs> and the, the yachts had the flags at half-staff. I know. But Yes. But so, but it, it, the reason why I say that is because um, I was conservative in high school, which was kind of weird. That is kind of weird. How did that happen? Um, I guess... Where were any conservatives when you were in high school? You didn't listen to Rush, did you? No, but I did listen to WTKK when I was oh. in high school. Oh, really? Yeah. That long ago, really? Yeah. So, and, um, I mean, conservative in high school. I, How did you stumble onto the talk radio FM station as a high school girl? Well, it was, it was around, like, so my mom listened to a lot of radio, and my mm-hmm. brother also listened to a lot of radio, and... Um, and called into a lot of radio like he was was, I'm like pathologically unlucky like I can't win anything but he would like win contests and stuff like be the 10th caller and like Mm -hmm. win tickets to things so I would go with my brother a lot to stuff to like movies and things and whatever like he won or did stuff and he would call in a lot and I would hear him I was also a lifeguard towards the end of high school so I listened to a lot of radio from that I mean not AM radio or definitely didn't know that that even existed right. pretty much but but i listened to a lot of fm radio as right. a lifeguard so i you know and especially like in the mornings i would um were you ever 18 in a lifeguard mm-hmm. okay that's... yeah i was only 18 in a lifeguard that okay. was only at the end of my high school you were years. very attractive in your lifeguard uniform was i yes okay um you're an adult okay. okay um so you know i why did you talk sultry they said you were was I, I? <laughs> I don't know. Wow. I don't know. Um, my voice is a little bit hoarse right now. I'm not sure why. But so I just, you know, I was like in a weird place and and it was a weird time. And I felt personally much more like patriotic than a lot of people around me that felt like why do they hate us and we shouldn't bomb Afghanistan and all this <laughs> stuff. And like we actually during this same period, and I'm pretty sure this made like bigger news outlets also, Lexington High School had a whole thing because they didn't want to allow military recruiters on the Lexington High School campus anymore because um, of the don't ask, don't tell policy. Right, yeah. So they felt that the military was like a bigoted institution and we shouldn't allow them on our campus just like we wouldn't allow the KKK to recruit on our campus. Like people really said this stuff, Mm -hmm. right? Like you wouldn't allow the KKK to recruit at career day on our high school campus. So why would you allow the military? And like a bunch of people that I knew, including some of your friends, some of my friends that like you've met, right? Um, like got their parents to sign them out of class to like go to Iraq war protests and stuff. And like, I just, to me, it was like, that was so the culture that I was like almost reactionary against that, that I was pro Iraq war at the time. And it was like less a rational thing than it was like, I was not, I thought they sucked. Right. Like and I thought their parents signing them out for an excused absence to go protest the Iraq war like they were 60s hippies doing something important was pathetic. And I thought it was stupid. And I like was against what they were for. You know, like I just that's like ultimately where I was. And you were right, by the way, on all of those things. You were right. What a rare thing. So, you know, at the time, that's like kind of also very bullheaded of you to not just simply go with what the crowd well, I, I am almost the weird type of person that I would like go with what the opposite of the crowd is just because to be stupid. Like, I don't know. But I, you know, so I was more probably into that at the time than a lot of people. And like, and against the, I mean, like the rhetoric against like the military and the military recruiting on campus was like extremely high tension at that time at our high school and you know I I was very much for our military and for them bombing the crap out of Afghanistan after 9-11 and I like was not I was not in the same place that a lot of my peers were mentally so I didn't I don't know so that was very formative for me like I also tend to think that we waste a lot of money trying to make countries go where there's like no infrastructure or anything, Mm -hmm. you know, like 
And that's why I almost think Iraq was like a better war in some ways than Afghanistan because mm-hmm. Iraq's like a real country right. with like a history and like museums and like Persian history and Mesopotamia and like they have like real stuff. Right. Afghanistan is complete like the word Trump wasn't allowed to say about certain countries. Like right. he it's a bleep hole. Like it just sucks. There's nothing there. It's like no, and it, you, it's can't, terrain, you can't yeah. make it be a Western democracy right, by but, coming in with an army, right? So in that way, like, I think Iraq was almost a better war than Afghanistan because, like, Iraq, you can sort of have, like, government and stuff mm-hmm. in a way that Afghanistan just, like, was not ready for. Right. <clears throat> yeah. But so, I also I think, think, I also tend to think, and I read a book. Have you read a book about Vietnam called To Bear Any Burden? No. It's, like, a big compilation of a bunch of... um first-hand accounts and stuff but mm-hmm. um the sort of thesis of the book which is an unusual thing in a book about the vietnam war um is that is that it, it we screwed up vietnam because we didn't fully commit correct and that's true and that and that it was one at we one were point. doing a lot of good stuff mm-hmm. and we could have had a be a success story but we chose to half-ass it and we didn't and then like it turned into an effed up situation and i kind of feel like that i kind of feel like whatever you do do a hundred percent and it's going to work out better than if you half-ass it right and uh, i feel like there was a lot of back and forth with both iraq and afghanistan where it was like "Mm, no we're not really going to do it Mm, we'll have a surge oh we won't have a surge i don't know Hmm." like and i feel like that screws you like if you do anything that way it's going to turn out bad no matter what 100 well we've got a super culture now that that absorbs media and uh, you know at a much different rate than they used to in vietnam people were getting colored tv doc documentation um uh not quite real time but hours later of american casualties of some of the carnage of war etc and so you you spook the populace and they want to watch ed sullivan but they're seeing uh, you know dead troops american boys who look like their kids it messes with the populace. Meanwhile, you had a bunch of ne'er-do-well loser mm-hmm. um, boomers who were met at their dods. Even their their dads yeah. were, you know, stormed. Uh, I don't hold know on, stormed okay. um, um, uh, the beaches of Normandy, and a, a really vain culture in boomers who decided to have a huge global party in Paris and in San Francisco, etc., and demand the end of the war. And you know, it was total tumult. And uh, I think that you had the 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 greatest generation just didn't want to deal with it. They didn't want their kids to have to uh, deal with blood on beaches, et cetera. And so they let their kids be idiots. And in you know you've got a Congress that controls the purse strings. And and when public sentiment for the war goes away, then you you have to half ass it, unfortunately. And it's terrible. And you're right. But you can't you can't just do it somewhat. And that's why. I mean, well, that- yeah, and it's interesting because I, I mean, one of the things I'm most interested in, in terms of like war, and I know like it's a big cliche that all men are into World War II documentaries, but mm-hmm. like I'm sort of fascinated by World War One. Sure. To be honest, I really want to watch the um, All Quiet on the Western Front, the new one that's out. Oh, oh, I didn't know. Oh, yeah, people have been saying a lot of good things about it because it's. Uh, I'm really intrigued by this sort of like, you know, you mentioned in Vietnam, like people being shocked by these images of war and like, you know, World War One was called the Great War and the war to end all wars because it was so horrific and the things people saw and experienced were so bad that people Mm -hmm. thought like, no one will ever do this again. (laughs) Obviously, we got rid of those names when World War Two rolled around. Right, but that's true. But World War One also just never quite ended. You know, right. I mean, it was it was in the the way we left World War One mm-hmm. led to World War Two. Right, Germany and that's also and due to sensi- sensibilities sensitivities. You know, for us at home, mm-hmm. you know, I think it was um, who's the bad guy? Wilson is the one who brought us into that war, right? Who who ran on never going to war, and mm-hmm. then you know necessitates going to war. And in World War Two, FDR saw that and said, "We're not doing this. We're not doing this." Yeah, again. it's funny. I remember we watched a document. It might have been one of those PBS Ken Burns things too, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, Morgan says one, two, three. What are we fighting for? I do know that song. Right. Country Joe and the Fish, I think. Um, I think. Yeah, be the first one on your block to have your boy sent home in a box. Um, yeah, I. 
you know, it's interesting because like we think of Vietnam as being this like shock to the system because all these American kids were dying and getting but like and and World War One didn't necessarily impact America in the same way that it did like it, England and Germany and France. Um, oh, of course. But but in turn, but it's sort of like one of these weird like the more things change, the more they stay the same things like. It always seems to be this thing where it's this like uniquely bad, horrific experience that people are like, well, we'll never do that again. And then we do. <laughs> I don't know why. Well, I mean, but yeah, of course we do. <clears throat> but getting back to Afghanistan. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I do think that unfortunately public sentiment has a lot to do with it. Obviously, going into Afghanistan, with the exception, with the exception of Michael Moore, it was kind of automatic. It's and, and this is what when I was fighting on Twitter about this last night. Mm-hmm. After the Twin Towers and after the Pentagon and the other flight that went into the right, into, right. Into the field in Pennsylvania, yes, mm-hmm. somebody's ass had to be kicked. There's no doubt about that. Mm-hmm. There's no doubt about that. I did, did we, develop an appreciation for the Toby Keith song too. Sure, but we needed to go and raise hell and blow a lot of crap up. Now, if we blow a lot of crap up and we only get uh, you know a bunch of goats, whatever, that's fine. American firepower needed to be advertised. And I understand that... But that, did we have to go build a bunch of roads in Afghanistan for no freaking reason? Well, I mean, there was... Nothing? Uh, but, but obviously, that's where you're right. The nation building came in. That maybe we could do something to keep out the Taliban because you didn't want the Taliban to be... We uh, could have just destroyed that. And this is where it gets back to half-assing mm-hmm. it, right? Like... There shouldn't have been a Taliban to take back over Afghanistan. That's what I don't understand. Well, just like sure. turn the desert to glass. Like I don't get it. Well, but right? wait a second. But, but so, so the Taliban had been there for years. Had yeah, well, but they were all like hiding out in mountains and stuff, weren't they? Many of them. So, I mean, some of them were right in Kabul. I mean, some of them were right in the middle of everything. They owned the country. They ran the country at that point. The the Al Qaeda hid in the mountains. But they the, didn't. You know, last year when Joe Biden pulled out. Well, a lot of them are hanging out in Pakistan too. But 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 at the end of the day, like my feeling was then, and then I thought I was being rash, and now I'm back to what we should have just nuked uh, Tora Bora, or uh, nuked somewhere where we thought Bin Laden was. And and I don't. But care. that's what I mean. Like you can't half-ass. You either right. have to get rid of the Taliban or when everything, we, we did, or we, the twenty years of not getting right. rid of the Taliban is going to come back to bite you. You can well, spend billions Alice, and billions we, of dollars to hang around not getting rid of the Taliban, <laughs> and then like you leave, and then the Taliban comes back. Like what the heck was the point? Well, the of Taliban that? can hide out in Pakistan. It's not we can't eradicate all of them. And I mean, we did a pretty good job of lighting those dudes up. It was some. It, there, there was. Well, some, I don't know. Where are the Nazis now? Um. Well, the Nazis are. Um, I mean, there's a few guys in their yeah. mom's basements around the world. Like, yeah, but, the, I, but well, there's no but enfranchised. Like, but Nazis. like, where's I mean, the it, Nazis if you now? You want to know where the Nazis are? They're in um, Brazil. I would ask Tom Brady's ex-wife maybe if she wants if <laughs> no, she knows anything. But you get, look, but you get my point, native, right? Uh, you South get my American point, made. right? Like, we didn't have that. Where is the the Japanese Imperial Army? Well, the the Emperor called it into it so this is over this is finito because right because we dropped nukes on them yes and we didn't even have to drop well, nukes on get, germany we firebombed dresden alice, and we alice, called it a alice. day like but you get what my point is we didn't right call it a day after dresden but hold on no i'm not saying that but you get what i'm but you germany get what i mean germany right didn't surrender after dresden no but you see what i'm saying we didn't No, i see that you're saying a bunch anything. of wrong things you know what i mean well sure you i mean we didn't pull punches with germany and nazis and japanese armies and stuff like we didn't do that well that's fine Alice but nobody would accept a Dresden now nobody would accept civilian targeting in firestorms that are that are burning alive women and children now it it, it, people can't accept it so and that brings us to Iraq because in Afghanistan it was a tough one and you try to set up a a, a puppet government Mm -hmm. and it's corrupt and yada 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 etc so but I think in Afghanistan you had to after 9-11 you had to go Get American military assets over there and start kicking asses immediately. Now, in Iraq, I was for the invasion of Iraq. I did not think it was a necessary emergency that we needed to be in there. But my feeling was, while we're in the neighborhood, (laughs) let's get this guy. Saddam had it coming. He was a punk. Uh, I, I I I look back and I say yes I bought into all this stuff like I personally hated Usay and Kusay or whatever. Well, the you, yellow cake you uh, thought it was there. Well, and... no, I don't even know about that. I didn't think we ever needed to find mass 
weapons of mass destruction. I didn't think we needed to. I was hoping we would. I didn't think we needed to. There was plenty of reasons after the original Iraq war that we had the right to go in there. This guy might be a gangster. He might have weapons of mass destruction. He used chemical weapons on the Kurds. He's not afraid to. He was a barbarian, this and that. And generally, we think he sucks overall. Generally, we think he sucks. The last one, remember, if you were alive in 1991, the last war in Iraq took 11 minutes mm-hmm. for and before Saddam said, uh, uh, finished, 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 and they were driven out of whatever. And we bombed the crap out of some Iraqis there, too. But this time, it, it was a show of force. If you're the strongest military in the world, you needed to let it know, and I consider it kind of like the Lincoln assassination, that not only do, do the attackers get killed, but the, the, their affiliates get Anybody killed. Anybody adjacent. Anybody adjacent. Don't be and adjacent this, to people like, like that. with the Clint Eastwood walking into the bar at the end of The Unforgiven, mm-hmm. you know, the first guy, the bartender, pulled up the shotgun and tried to kill Clinton, kill him, shot him dead. Like, the second guy, Clinton just shot him. He might have, maybe not, but he is a killer, and that's what Saddam was to me. That it was okay. Let's do it. it. It's a country that was a civilized country and still is in mm-hmm. many ways. And like you said, it had infrastructure and this and that. Of course, the problem it's was the that, oldest uh, history on earth. Well, and I think it. And, and also, I thought like we get in there, get it done quickly, greet it as liberators. They'll all think we're great, and we're going to give them Nikes and flat screens and and everything else, and we'll mm-hmm. placate them. And of course, we had crappy intel. And uh, many the young men in Iraq, many of them said, we're being invaded by these a-holes, and we didn't do anything to deserve that. They've been shock and awing us, which I thought at the time was awesome. Now I realize that there are people at the other end of the shock. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Now, but that said, at the same time, like we couldn't, we we have you know sixty, seventy thousand. I don't know how many is it American dead in Iraq? Is it twenty thousand? No, less I mean, than no. that. No, it's not seventy thousand. It'd be more it's in under Vietnam. Ten, but let okay. Me see. But but Americans dead. But but well, casualties because there's a lot of casualties because we've got superior armor these days, et cetera. So people are injured or killed. So, uh, four thousand deaths in Iraq. That's it. Deaths. Uh, wow. I don't know about casualties. So, so here's my feeling. Americans, yeah. I mean, obviously is, more than that. Of my Iraqis. feeling is this: is that in Iraq, like we could have won this your way, the way you wanted to. Mm-hmm. I mean, instead of going house to house in Fallujah, we could just back off and blow it up. But the 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 idea was, and this cost American lives uh, limbs and lives. The idea was uh, not to destroy the entire country to save it. The mm-hmm. idea was to try to save it using, you know, surgical, uh, you know, initiatives by Marines and Army on the ground and the Air Force and the Navy, whatever it took. The idea was not to destroy it because we didn't want those scenes of, of everybody dead there. Now, but but so we, by design, half, had to kind of half-ass it. We had to do the fullest-ass version of half-assing it, mm-hmm. which I think what we did. And I think the intent was great. I thought to go in there is great. Get to uh, get to Baghdad quickly. That's great. Shock and awe down there. Find the old man. Whack him out. Uh, all that stuff didn't pan out. Uh, they said we weren't greeted as liberators from many people in Iraq, and we had a strong mm-hmm. insurgency because we didn't. We let the army go. You can all go, and they said, "Okay, we're going to go and kill you with civilian clothes." And and so there was a lot that just wasn't executed. The supply line to Baghdad wasn't executed correctly. Like, like none of the stuff was executed. 
the design and the plan. So I'm for, I'm for, if it's the day before the Iraq war again, I'm for it again. I'm just hmm. not for it the way it was executed. But I thought well, it was right, a valid but it's all thing. in the way that you do it, right? And well, it's the same with like the pulling not- out from Afghanistan that Biden did is it's like the how is everything, right? right? Like you can be for pulling out, but not like that, you know? Right. But so like when people say like it was a waste of award, it's the military industrial complex and Halliburton. If you're saying military industrial complex, in every war, a lot of people are going to make a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And it's just how And a lot of people are going to die and it's going to be extremely ugly and terrible and awful. And it was like that. Well, well right. And- I mean, like, honestly, this is going to sound like lame of me, but like going back to the Iliad, which is like. That's an account of war also. That's also about the futility and death and destruction of war and like the pointlessness of it. Also the awesomeness of it. But like just sort of the 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 pointless destruction of human life. And like and it goes back it it goes back a long time. People have been killing each other a long time in as big ways as they can come up with. And people have been writing about it and thinking about it a lot, not just in Iraq, not just in Vietnam, not just in World War One, not just, but like going back thousands and thousands of years. Like this has been a topic of discussion because people do this stuff and it's always the same story. How do you mean always the same story? I mean, it's always... The same wanton destruction of human life and pointlessness and after and second guessing Mm -hmm. and after effects and people talking about why were we even doing this in the first place and what are we doing here and why and fighting about it and all of it. It, it, Like it's nothing is new about any of that. I think that's a great point. I think that one of the part of the problem is that now these days now we get neat briefings with PowerPoint presentations and, you know, these assets here will move here. This assets will move here. We're doing this, neutralizing this, working decision with it. And it's, there's so many PR campaigns, et cetera. And it's like, wow, what a nice clinical war we're fighting here. What a nice way to do this. But in, in truth, once it starts, it's a total cluster F. Yeah. It's a total mess. It's a total event where bad things happen. There's friendly fire. There's You, you hit civilians. It's a mess. It is a mm-hmm. mess, which is why war is not a good thing. I think we tricked ourselves into thinking that the war in 91 was took 11 minutes, was so clear. We'll just do that again. And, and, and I mean, work. and even like talk about World War II, which is like the classic example of the just war, right? Like that's the war that's used as the example of the United States should have gotten in and they did get in. And like that's the textbook one. Like we should have been in World War Two, and we did get into World War Two. Like nobody seriously argues today that the United States should not have gotten into World War Two. Uh, right, nobody argues. I mean, now I think the argument is probably that we they argue gotten... about the nuclear bombs and Nagasaki and Hiroshima. Well, sure, but now argue... I think about the argument is is that we should have gotten in earlier. Right, because Nazis are bad. Right. Well, so Nazis was... are bad, but also the Russians had them on one front. You know, we could have opened up the eastern front you know and but we didn't mm-hmm. we waited until yeah the, but, the but at well, the time on. okay go ahead we waited until um you know enough russians made for enough cannon fodder that the nazis were degraded <laughs> right <laughs> which is also what happens in war well yeah i mean in the russians especially i think it's something like i've read estimates that I think like 60 million people died in World War II and like 20 million of them were Russians or something. I forget the exact numbers that I read, but it was like a lot. And the Russian army had like one gun for every three soldiers. It was like not... Like talk about cannon fodder. It was really like pile up the bodies of the dead to hide and shoot from behind Oh my God. With the Russians. They were not afraid to do that. Well, and also... (laughs) <laughs> eat, eat each other you know they were absolutely and they should have because the russians are a dark people well but also but, i mean they yeah. had some germans too <laughs> to be honest but but no i mean i mean the siege of leningrad are you kidding me yeah no food no water starvation pounded with artillery relentlessly it's like just fyi um <laughs> nazi uh hierarchy if these guys ever get into berlin there's going to be a problemo so you know uh, <laughs> But it's, it's but yeah, I I mean, 
Yeah, it's interesting because World War II is used as this example of the war that the United States should have gotten into, that this was like the good war, the one that made sense that we should have done. Um, By the way, Dave, on the chat. Mm -hmm. Gold effing metal. <laughs> Gold medal. Now, Alice, I want you to read what Dave wrote. I Tell see me. it. Okay. Now, read it out loud, please. Because okay. Truman was too much of a pussy wimp to let MacArthur go in there and blow out those commie bastards. Alice, I will. You know what? I will make love to you. Okay. <laughs> if you can tell me what that's from. This would make you the ultimate wife. <laughs> um... <laughs> I don't know. Are you fam familiar with Samuel Kinnison? No. Sam Kinnison? Okay. Rodney Dangerfield? No. None of those. <laughs> no. <God. laughs> those eight Tylenol workmen at this point. <sighs> that is dis absolutely disgraceful. Absolutely disgraceful. Okay. <laughs> You're not familiar. Nope. Well, you know what you'll be doing today after the podcast? <laughs> okay. What will I be you'll doing? You'll be watching a movie called Back to School. I saw that. <laughs> you did? <laughs> yeah. Do you remember somebody yelling because Truman was too much of a pussy woman to let MacArthur go in there and blow those commie bastards out? No? I don't remember that, no. No, it wasn't a pivotal scene. <laughs> it wasn't memorable. What did you notice? From the this is interesting to me. What did you notice? I don't really remember me? that much of it, to oh, be honest. <laughs> Did couch, it make a big impression on couch me? Couch pattern is really interesting <laughs> in this scene. I didn't know. Wow. Forget it. I, is there another <laughs> wife available, by the way, who I can talk to stuff about who was okay. there for some stuff? Okay. My goodness. Okay. Um, did we just... <laughs> Alice, I'm going to play the scene. You better imprint this into your GD head. I don't ask much from you as a... You don't. Spouse. Hold on. <laughs> um, Phil. <laughs> um, I, thought... I remember also <laughs> in school that first <laughs> month or so, we just keep talking. We, we experienced 9-11 in a way I don't think people at Ground Zero could have. <sighs> um, I thought we were going to talk Is about right? climate change and Is polar bear. Is he right? Thank you for helping, Mr. Helper. Okay, Alice. You're Maybe about to... I didn't really like the movie. I don't know. I don't remember. You liked it. the movie. I don't remember it. I know that I teacher. watched it, but I don't really you remember. You liked the movie. Morgan says that's what you get for Mommy, marrying somebody ready? thirty-five years younger than you. I guess so, Morgan. I guess so. The uh, you know the, the the suppleness and the fact that she's not complaining about hot flashes is <laughs> uh, not worth this, though. I can tell you, not worth. Let <laughs> me dive right in by interpreting one of the easiest events. In the last 20 years of American history. Now, can someone tell me why in 1975 we pulled our troops out of Vietnam? The failure of Vietnamization to win popular support caused an ongoing erosion of confidence in the various American but illegal Saigon regimes. <laughs> now, he's a vet, mind you. Mm -hmm. Is she right? <clears throat> Because I know that's the popular version of what went on there. I know a lot of people like to believe that. I wish I could, but I was there. I wasn't here in a classroom, hoping I was right, thinking about it. I was up to my knees in rice paddies with guns and Edward going up against Charlie, slugging it out with him, while pussies like you were back there partying, putting headbands on, doing drugs, listening to my goddamn Beatle albums. Oh! Sorry. Oh! Oh! <laughs> I, I profess it. Do you not think this is funny yet? <laughs> it's funny. It's great. Wow. <laughs> Take it easy, will you? I mean, these kids, they were in grade school at the time. And me, I'm not a fighter. I'm a lover. So this is a, the, the teacher is played by Sam Kinison, a popular comedian from the 80s. <laughs> okay. The student is played by Rodney Dangerfield. I've heard of him, yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this is what's happening Some now. Some of is, your friends say, hey, take it easy. Yeah. This mm -hmm. is now, what's happening is called humor. <laughs> okay. American humans used to like and appreciate this. I'm sorry. It's a series of ironies and <laughs> sarcastic, okay. colorful remarks. Oh. Well, I didn't know you wanted to get involved with the discussion, Mr. Helper. 
But since you want to help, maybe you can help me, okay? You remember that thing we had about 30 years ago called that Korean conflict? Yeah, where we failed to achieve victory. How come we didn't cross the 38th parallel and push those rice eaters back to the Great Wall of China and take the first brick, brick, brick and nuke them back into the f***ing Stone Age River? How come? Tell me why! Say it! Say it! All right, I'll say it. Because Truman was too much of a pussy wimp to let MacArthur go in there and blow out those commie bastards! Good answer. Good answer. I like the way you think. <laughs> I'm gonna be watching you. <laughs> a good teacher. He really seems to care about what I have no idea. That was in the trailer, I remember at the time. <laughs> All right, so Al, you have... Uh, and you you like to say to me, call me some time when you have no class. Yes, that's right. That's from that. <laughs> I know. That's from that, absolutely. Uh-huh. Call me some time when you have no class. I used to say that back when you had class, when you were a scandalous college student. Uh-huh. Uh, all right, so this is the most unplanned show ever. Okay. Are we going to talk any climate change? Cause no, we we'll def- we're gonna... do it tomorrow. We have to talk about Paul We got to get out. We have to... Alice, we have to visit our kids. I mean... We have, there's, here's one right here. <laughs> Hi, how are you? Whoa, he's taking a dig. Here we go. That's how <laughs> we know it's time to end the show. Do we have any chat chat, Chelsea, fire, wicked, hotline, chat chat messages? All right, you ready? Homie? Because the Chelsea Fire Wicked Hotline is brought to us by Chelsea Fire Wicked Hot Sauce, which is a hot sauce that is available. It is uh, seasoned with sea salt. Uh, for reduced sodium, has no preservatives, and is available at Market Basket, Big Y, and other various supermarkets. And they donate 5% of all their proceeds to the Fire- Fallen Firefighters Foundation. Big fans of Burn Barrel Podcast. We're big fans of them, and um, go by that. But we're wow. going to play the... Nicely the done, Alice. Initiative. Your cute girl shirt today, your innocent girl shirt, is it's really made a difference in this show. How so? Maybe the whole thing always was to just cover you up rather than dangle you out there. Maybe. Um. Okay. So, are you ready? Yeah. Okay. Here we go. Oh, by the way, there's a message. One of the first messages regarding Chelsea Fire Wicked Hot Sauce. Do you see it? No. Okay. Do you see it when you look at it? Oh, in the chat here. Yes. Yes. John in Wakefield uh, reports that there was none at the Stoneham Stop and Shop, and he will try Market Basket. That one. Okay. Can you tie that in to the read? No? Okay. That's fine. I actually, you are a replica just... shadow. <laughs> I'm not able to integrate new information no. into my algorithm. <laughs> Jesus. Okay. You ready? Yes. Uh... All right. I have to address some things. All right. Jeff. Um, Firstly... Uh, I don't sit in uh, my room and watch um, uh, bad movies all the time. It's just when I got free time. Justin, that don't watch those movies. God's <laughs> sakes, don't watch like the, the the Towering Inferno. Don't do it. You're too young for that. It's not a nursing home. And when it comes uh, <laughs> to ladies, I don't. I actually just like when I was with the little son a couple of years ago. I, they gave me a like long visit to a like really great nursing home. It was like all sorts of. <laughs> All sorts of like activities and things outside, and then they took me into like the nursing home, nursing home part of it, and it was everybody, sixty-three people, <laughs> many mouth, mouths agape, just watching Mash. And I thought, there we go. I need to end this day. <laughs> I don't like to kiss and tell, but I'm busy as a bee. Um, I'm a pitter patter, you know. Get at her, but. uh when it comes to uh, nursing homes. <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> Did something sexual just happen? <laughs> he likes the ladies he's telling us. It's the undeniable truth that we don't want to talk about. They're going at it in the nursing rooms. Just big, you know, wrinkly, liver spot orgies going on. <laughs> Jesus. Alrighty. On. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. How's your phone? It's good. Anything going on? It was just buzzing, so I was checking to make sure, but I don't even know what was making the noise because I'm old now and I don't understand my own phone. It just makes noises without me. Okay, sorry. Go ahead. Every time Tom mentions how handsome and thin he used to be, 
He's actually dead naming, dead naming the old TS. So I think this needs to stop. Enough with the microaggression, bro. <laughs> there is a point to that. It's really a, a cry for help. And actually, you know what? I mm-hmm. sent you a damn. I sent you another cry for help just last, yesterday, and you didn't respond. What, cry but it's for so help? pathetic. But you didn't effing get back to me. I sent you this thing regarding what Tim was saying. Mm-hmm. This is so bitch of me. Okay. By the way, yesterday you should have called me out on this. Okay. Uh, okay. What? This is my bitchy, bitchiest moment. At oh, wait, Sally should have been how to find what time this is sent at eight twenty-four p.m. yesterday. I say I'm watching the video of us that you put up because sometimes we'll I'll, we'll watch like the, in the, in the big screen. Yeah. Okay. This time I'm watching specifically to see how fat I look. <laughs> So I fire off a text to Alice while she's uploading other stuff to whatever and say, I look very fat in the video. Definitely gained a lot of weight. Which was your cue to say what? No, honey, you're so skinny. You look so fantastic. Nope. Didn't happen. Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. So did I find it? I just ignored it. Did I find a family-sized Doritos pack and eat the pain away? Yes, I did. Jesus, Alice. If I'm going to be a bitch, at least... <laughs> validate me so I can move I'm on sorry. God I look too fat in this <laughs> God what a bitch Ugh. I don't always know hey. how to respond to normal social cues if you don't say huh? <laughs> hey Tom and Alice I appreciate hey. the uh, play out um, of the show yes. the Modest Mouse song yep. I really appreciate that hey, Anytime. thanks what a nice guy you see Justin would tell me that I've lost weight. Get <laughs> I know, right back would. to me. I know. What about all the things in Ehrlich I want to talk about <laughs> and the climate? <laughs> we prepared for that. I realized that, Alice. Then you talked about suicide. You asked and then me. we I said decided to that you know what? Maybe that's really compelling. <laughs> you <God>. asked the question. <laughs> Alice. This is not a, a CIA black site <laughs> where you're being waterboarded by an intermediary country. <laughs> but can you, by the way, like, just just in case, if yeah. anybody asks about how well I'm endowed or what I look like shirtless or <laughs> um, <laughs> the most vile thing you've seen about me eating-wise or whatever. Amazing and can you're you, really no, no, sexy. Can you not tell them? You know, well, they asked. Doesn't matter that they asked. The idea is that when somebody asks something, it's time to do damage control. <laughs> Put a shine on it. My God. I'm glad I asked just that question simply about suicide. I'm glad I didn't ask anything. God. What was your junior prom like? I was naked at 8.15. I was uh, in the... Jeez. Not true. I don't know. I'm not going to ask Alice. Well, I'm not going to ask on this podcast. Hey, Alice. Uh, don't Hi. know how long you've been watching the Twilight Zone marathon. Love the Twilight Zone marathon. I look forward marathon. to it every year. My favorite uh, When thing. you mentioned it yesterday, mm-hmm. I just had to call. Even though I've watched it many years, this year I've seen quite a few that are new to me. They showed Wonder more episodes favorite- this year than usual. They did. Normally they show like 70, 80 episodes this year. It was like over 100. I did not watch them all, but I tried to hit, uh, you know. You watched them this year? I tried to hit my favorites. They run them for a few days. I threw one on like the other night when I was downstairs. I They're new to me. Wondered what your favorite episodes are. And if you've seen the new Twilight Zone. Never knew it existed until yesterday. And I was not very impressed. Yeah, I read that a they few- played some of them this year. I, I'm not a new Twilight Zone person. I did not watch any. I don't know about them. Favorite episodes. So I... Hold on one second, else. Um, Hold on before you get okay. to your favorite episodes of the... <laughs> Twilight Zone. I just. Need I have one. favorite Twilight Zone episodes. I don't uh, doubt you do, but I just need one moment before you get to that, Alice. Okay. Do you mind? Hold on. One <laughs> Holy God! I can't imagine. Is there a Tylenol anywhere in this house? Oh, the I can't imagine the worst thing in the world having Alice Shattuck talk about her favorite Twilight Zone episodes because she has a bleep load to say. Oh. God, so many, so much monkey pox and disease, and I can't get anything that t- really takes. 
Sorry. <laughs> you right there? Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, talk about the freaking William Shatner. And there's a creature in the wing you see. And <laughs> I do like the William Shatner one. Don that's Rickles like peak, is in the bar. That's like then, peak good looking William Shatner. We talked going. about this no, yesterday with the kids. By the way, Julian Phil sent us a nice Christmas card. We appreciate that. They so did. Alice, that was really sweet. Go ahead. I love Julian Phil. I love Julian Phil, and they're very nice. And my favorite Twilight Zone episode, so I like that one. The thing on the wing, I, I'm really bad with the names of them, so like, forgive me. I love the one, and this one like haunts me, where there's the three guys who go in the rocket ship, and like then like one at a time, they start to like disappear from everybody else's memory, but the last guy. Do you know what I'm talking about? Do you, do you don't even look at me while talking about this so i know what you're talking about yeah no. are you talking about that you're an effing geek is that what you're talking about i love that one oh my that's God. like one of my favorite episodes that imagine one you not be popular in high school <laughs> i'm in a math club i'm very pro-war in george w bush and i watched the twilight zone marathon <laughs> keep Shock. going else um i why are you like this keep on going um, I like the one where they're on the plane that goes back in time accidentally. <laughs> Don't talk to... You're talking to Julie, not me. I know. I'm talking to Julie. I'm horrified. Julie is interested. Um, And I like... Um, let's see. What else are my favorite? How about the one where Sherman dies? The Indian attack one. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, where they like realize they're at the... Uh, um, I know what you mean. Is it the OK Corral? It's not the OK Corral. No, it, but it's one that's Little considered not, yeah, Little Big, it's not considered PC now. That's considered like a massacre now. So that one's like oh. not OK now, I think. Um, I also like, uh, oh, the one where the guy, it's the apocalypse and he has time to read, but he breaks his glasses. You're a sick <laughs> bastard, Alice. You really are. The Twilight Zone. If you watch this, the one um, where it's like to serve why do you man- like that to it's serve so mankind and the aliens like they think they're gonna they're do something them. awesome, but they're eating them. Yeah, that one's really and the good one with too. the mask on the face. The that prob- one's okay. I'm okay, not. Alice, uh, all these are like awful. Oh, these are all so- Eye of the Beholder, where it's like they're all ugly and they're doing the surgery on normal people to try and make them like look ugly like them, and they hide it the whole episode. Brilliant. Brilliant suspense. Was Twilight Zone the trauma (laughs) that you were talking about earlier? Because it sounds psychologically absolutely jolting. All of these things are awful. I I like like the one where you watch somebody suffocate for 45 minutes. No. (sighs) Love the Twilight Zone. Yeah, but that one with William Shatner. Shatner really, like... Shatner only ha- he had a very limited window of being really good looking, including the original series of Star Trek and that Twilight Zone episode. But then by the time you get to the Star Trek movies, you're out of that Sorry. already. The uh, one where Satan's captured in a monastery says Trish. Yes, that one's you're good. all sick. To kick the can says Dave. That one's also good. Fifteen seventy project. <laughs> When's the next one coming online? That is I actually awful. have one recorded. I need to put out. You Some, recorded one, and it's not out. People have messaged me about how great it is, by the way, the 1570 Projects. I'm just oh, saying. good. You know you can... Rec- like, kind rec- of... You can distribute them for mass appeal if you want to. I will. Thank you. <laughs> what are you? I don't, I don't really know. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening, guys. If you want to join the live streams or if you want extra content each week, you can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash burnbarrel. You can also find the show for free at burnbarrelpodcast.com. That's where you can find links to all the different places to listen, wherever you like to listen to podcasts, Apple or Google or whatever, Spotify. Uh, You can watch on YouTube. You can watch on Rumble if we get kicked off YouTube. Is it possible you're having a nervous breakdown? (laughs) How so? I don't know. The only thing, you're in a Catholic girl virgin sweater. (laughs) <laughs> it's just a and sweater. And I believe, are you on mushrooms? <laughs> no. 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 But, uh, yeah, love you guys. See you tomorrow. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. 
Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.